This is the Growth Enablement Madness Podcast, and here's your host, Jim Ward. Hey folks, welcome to the Growth Enablement Madness Podcast. This is a podcast where uh, we are focused on how companies can grow uh, via strategy and technologies, and we're absolutely mad about it. I want to see companies grow. We want to be involved with companies that are interested in growing. Believe it or not, not everybody is, and that's okay. But companies that are interested in growing, we have some cool stuff uh, that help you get there. And we talk about how to grow and scale. And there's some differences between growing and scaling. Growing, might you might think about it as a revenue growth. Uh, but scaling for me is the ability to use uh, technologies that allow uh, you to grow without always having to add human capital and putting humans where they can do their best work and using technologies where there's repetition uh, and they can help you grow without hiring. And so there's a tipping point at that, at that point and you become more profitable and you're able to invest more in your company and the circle continues. So let me introduce to you our guest who's joining me today to talk about how to become a data-driven company. Data being so important today, uh, if you learned anything from the pandemic, you have learned that you need to have data to help guide the company. So Jordan Berry, tell us a little bit about yourself. Nice to have you with me. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me this morning, Jim. Uh, I'm Jordan Berry. I'm an analyst, developer, and data specialist. Um, some might even call me a data wrangler. Uh, but really, my focus is helping customers and companies uh, harness the power of their data. So understanding you know, where their data lives, what data they have, and how they can use it to, to drive growth. Um, so really that growth enablement theme that we're going to be talking about all day. That's awesome. You know, I really have found for us, and I often use our company as an example, that, you know, if you're not data driven, if you don't, it's sort of like flying a plane. Right, and you don't. If you don't have instruments to tell you if you're, you know, uh, straight and level, if you're climbing, if you're diving, if you don't have these proactive instruments, you're in trouble. And without data, uh, or using the wrong data, such as balance sheets, profit and loss, which is a historical document, I think you delay the ability to grow your business. So data is super important, and I'm going to just tell you quickly for me. Uh, we had an evolution, Jordan, and I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing some of your comments on this. But we had an evolution in the company whereby we started to realize, oh, about three years ago, that we just simply weren't making the best decisions because we weren't using good, predictable data. And we read a book called um, uh, Traction by Gino Wickman, and uh, we implemented something called EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And one of the pieces of that is that we have to have a scorecard for everything uh, uh, for everything we do in the business, everything that's important that tells us something predictive and so that we can make decisions against that data rather than waiting for it to be too late. Do you see companies doing that same thing today or are you seeing something else? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, I would say a decade ago, really the mantra out in the tech world was every company is a software company. So everyone was investing in systems, you know, CRM, ERP, et cetera. And now moving into 2020 and beyond, it's really every company is a data company. Right, so they've got these systems in place. They're now tracking things. They're collecting this valuable asset of data. And some companies are harnessing it well and using it to make decisions. And some, candidly, the data is sitting on the shelf and they're not using it effectively. Um, and to your point about the you know, having the dashboard, uh, the analogy I like to make is a lot of companies are, are driving just using their rear view mirror. You know, they look at reports from last quarter, last month, 
um, but they really have no proactive insights, um, forward-looking insights on where they're going and how they should grow. So it sounds like at least you guys as a company are maybe, you know, right in, in line with other companies or maybe even ahead of the mark um, of a lot of companies. Um, and, and companies shouldn't feel bad if you're on this journey. It really is a life cycle. There really is no end point. It's just how do you go from, you know, using your gut to make decisions to now using data and insights um, to drive that, that car or fly that plane. Yeah, that's a great point. The review mirror. I love the review mirror analogy. Uh, by the way, that's why uh, windshields are so big. Yeah. <laughs> right? You need to be able to look forward. Um, I, you know, I'm finding that this has been an evolution in that, uh, as you mentioned, it was, uh, and I've been in business a long time doing this, 26 years, which puts me way back with some of the earlier technologies, which was contact management changed the Salesforce automation as an example. Now, customer relationship management and there's all that data that sits in a database and really that was being used primarily for forecasting. Some people just simply use it for a Rolodex, but there's, if you do the right things with a database, you can gather a lot of data that will help you. You just have to figure out what the data is. Tell me a little bit about figuring out which, you know, what the data is, what's gonna work. Uh, how do you approach a client and figure out what data do they need to be able to measure? Yep. Well, for me, whenever I approach a customer, it really all starts with the questions you're trying to answer. Um, so really taking it that high level, you know, what, what's your business strategy? What are the key things you need to know to run your business effectively? Um, and that really helps drive, you know, what data do you need? Uh, there's a lot of talk about big data and collecting data. And I think I've seen some customers make the mistake of just trying to collect everything all the time, almost like hoarding their data. Um, but really, if you don't have the right data to make the right decisions, that's where you're going to get stuck. Um, and so it really is understanding, you know, if you're trying to forecast sales, obviously you need sales data, maybe you need some market insights. Um, if you're trying to, you know, make your people the most effective, you really need to understand your internal metrics and your business processes. Um, or if you're really trying to grow into a new market segment, you need to understand, you know, who are your best customers, who's the most, most profitable, how do you find more, more customers like that. Um, so it really starts at that high strategy level. Um, but then it really is understanding, okay, what, what data do you have today? What data gaps do you have? Um, that's what I love about this. It's just, there's, there's so much discussion around the business side and the data really just helps support where you're going. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about, uh, even with us focusing on this, you know, we're a growth enablement company, which means we help companies grow and scale by leveraging technologies. Right. So, um, when I look at folks from an ICP or ideal client profile, customer profile, in this data segment, you know, we have in our company ERP capabilities, we have marketing automation, we have uh, CRM, we have uh, customer support, uh, and of course the BI tools that you'll use to measure. Uh, but I seem to think, this is my theory, that companies that range from 30 to 150 million typically have great data, but they haven't spent the time really managing the data or finding ways to manage the data to help them grow. Now, um, certain companies of, uh, who have the, the scale may have departments and capabilities to do that, right? Uh, I think it's the 30 to $150 million company has the data, have the, have the desire to grow, but perhaps are not using it. Do you agree or disagree? I do, yeah. And I'd maybe just add one more ingredient to that, too, is that we're seeing a lot of a, a best-of-breed approach these days. Yeah. Because traditionally, you would buy into a particular technology stack, you know, everything, you know, Microsoft, um, Oracle, et cetera. And now people are picking the right tool for the job. So you might pick the right tool for sales, the right tool for marketing. But now you have 
you know, different types of tools that store their data differently. Um, how do you pull that data together, connect it, blend it, um, so that you can get those insights? And it, it, it's really unique just because the way we look at data is there's really kind of three value propositions of data. Um, you either use data to make better decisions, um, to drive growth, you know, top line growth, which is really where kind of BI analytics live. Mm -hmm. uh, you then may use it to increase your operational efficiency. So lowering costs, making sure you're more efficient, more productive. Um, and then the third piece of data is really just, you know, the value of data itself. So if you have some sort of unique data set. Um, so that's how I like to kind of split it into, you know, three ways that companies can think about, you know, how do we leverage this data? Are we, are we driving growth? Are we lowering costs? Or are, are we just trying to collect data for the, the value of data? So you're making, I'm sorry if I'm going in different directions, you're making me think. So um, I have got two questions. One is you've got all these buckets of data. You mentioned, mm -hmm. we mentioned marketing, we mentioned sales, you mentioned uh, finance, and all of it perhaps has relevancy for a uh, data-driven company. Mm -hmm. How do you bring it together? How, and then how do you measure it? What, is, does it matter what technology you use to measure it and, uh, and create dashboards? And where do you put this data to get it from? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, well, it's interesting. This kind of goes to, to my background. I, I come from more of the software development approach. So that's how I really got into data and AI and machine learning. Um, and traditionally, you would create these point-to-point -point integrations. So you may have, you hire a developer, they custom code, you know, I'm going to connect my CRM and my marketing system. Um, and once you start to realize is after you create 5, 10, 15 of these point-to-point -point integrations, you start to realize that you have some data in some places, but it's all, it's kind of all over the place at the same time. You can't get that 360 degree holistic view of your company. Uh -huh. um, and so that's where some of these more modern data approaches like data lakes, data warehouses come in, you know, how do you pool all the data in one place so you can, you can run these ad hoc analysis um, type questions on top. So it's, it is interesting. It's a challenge. Um, you know, in some companies, you know, especially if they've been started in the last 10 years, have the advantage of being able to start with a data warehouse in mind. But yep. if you, if, you know, traditionally that wasn't, you know, in vogue and now you have a lot of different systems, um, you have to figure out how do we get this data in a place that we can, can analyze it and understand it. Um, so yeah, it is a bit of a challenge, but. Are you saying uh, that data warehouses or data lakes are the places that you store this data and then measure from? Yeah, so a lot of times you'll you'll pull the data into something like a data lake or a data warehouse, mm -hmm. um, and then from there you'll run your analysis. You'll you'll answer your questions. You'll you'll create the dashboards, things of that nature. Um, I've I've seen that as as the the kind of the main approach that people are taking these days is moving data into the data warehouse. There are some challenges, caveats with that as well, and there are some more even modern more modern approaches okay. um, where you kind of read the some data in real time, some data is cached. Um, but really, it's all about how do you get the data together so you can look at your business, you know, across department, across system. You know, yeah, that's what I'm just thinking as well. You know, you think about some of the major uh, solution providers out there. I, you know, you know, Salesforce bought Tableau. Uh, Microsoft has Power BI. Uh, Sugar bought a company called Corvana. Uh, and I think a, a recent acquisition and I, uh, called Node for artificial intelligence. So everybody seems to be jumping into this. Um, does it matter which data tool you use? Can you, you know, can a Salesforce customer use Power BI? Can uh, a Sugar customer use Tableau? Can you mix it up? Short answer, I would say yes. Um, you know, our approach is always it's about the people, the process, and the technology follows, right? So yes. if you don't understand your people, if you don't understand your processes, where you're going, ultimately the tech isn't going to be the thing that makes or breaks you. Um, 
but once you get to that stage and you are deciding on what technologies do we pick, there obviously are pros and cons with everything. So um, I would say short answer, the technology isn't going to make you succeed or fail, but obviously there are certain aspects of certain technologies that, that tend to do better than others. So what, so what do you do when you get, when you get with a client of ours, uh, how do you determine which technology to use? Is there some, some things you look for? Yeah. So for me, the, one of the big things is um, as simple as data volume, right? Are you okay. talking about big data as just one big uh, pool of data, but some companies aren't really big data. Maybe they're kind of medium to small data and they just, they need some quick, fast tools that let them get insights quickly. Um, if you're a company like Netflix or Amazon, where you have petabytes of data, obviously that's a different need than, than kind of your mid-market, you know, 50 to 150 million um, revenue companies. Um, so it really is about, you know, return on investment. How quickly do you want to get to insights? How much budget do you have to, to, pull this data together and access it. Um, so that's usually where I start is, is data volume, budget, and then timeline are kind of the three main main factors. And, um, you know, I said uh, for us, a client profile might be between 30 million and 150 million, but take a smaller company. Uh, have you worked with smaller companies that are excited to use data and uh, can it make a difference for a smaller company? 10 million, say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to me, that's actually where a, a lot of the value lies because when you're right in that that range, you're, you're going from kind of manual processes or ad hoc, maybe you're pulling data into a spreadsheet and doing some reporting every month. Um, and now you're starting to automate and, and aggregate those with, with technology. And so I would say there's a ton of value there. And you may not even have to go the full data lake, data warehouse approach. There are some simpler tools that connect your systems, let you pull to get pull together that data, blend it, and then gain insight. So tools like Power BI, Tableau have yeah. some basic data modeling techniques um, inside of them. And then, you know, there's a, there's a lot of options for companies that size as well. So, you know, here we are using uh, some Power BI uh, or we're using Power BI for some of our data analysis. And just yesterday, it's interesting uh, that it's amazing what the what the data tells you mm-hmm. and the, the confidence it gives you to make a decision. So this is my example. Just yesterday, we were looking at by sales rep over the course of previous year to current year, how many opportunities did each rep have, mm-hmm. right? And the volume of opportunities uh, I was looking at one rep who perhaps had, uh, for a period of time, by the way, um, you know, had tripled uh, over previous year. And we had a little breadcrumb that, that was telling us that, there, do we have a capacity issue? Mm-hmm. And just looking at the data just reinforced the fact that we need another AE. Yeah. Uh, they're uh, at capacity. Uh, just that simple little piece of having that data allows us to make that decision. Of course, what we're going to be doing is hiring somebody now to help relieve that because I think the more time somebody has to spend on a deal, uh, walking and being consultative, the better off uh, the client will be um, so that we take the time with them so that they can make the right decision. So that's an, it's a story for me, uh, but I'm gonna ask you a similar question. Do you know somebody that we've worked with recently and, and perhaps you can't share their name because of our uh, NDAs that is winning because of the use of data? And I don't mean Charlie Sheen winning, mm-hmm. I mean winning as a company. As a company, yeah, absolutely, and and we've seen you know several companies start their journeys, and we've we've helped them throughout the process. And one that comes to mind is a distribution company that have a really interesting backstory. They started out as a food truck and then became a, a kind of a wholesale coffee distributor. They would keg coffee, so they would you know for cold brew or regular, and they distributed to to different offices. Um, and what was really unique is 
they had already invested in systems. So they had an ERP system, a marketing, a sales system, but they really had no insight into the full life cycle of their customer. And so one of the really unique questions they had was when we run out of coffee, how do we let our customers know? How do we alert them that, hey, their favorite brand of coffee is out this week? And you know, how, do we, how do we create that good customer experience? Um, how do we be proactive versus reactive? Right. You know, a lot of times, oh, it's out. Somebody will just grab something out of the warehouse, throw it on the truck, um, and you have an unhappy customer, you know, lower l- lifetime values. Um, and so what we were able to help them with was to pool the data from their ERP system, from their marketing system, from their sales system, and even from a custom system they built in their warehouse. And so we can start to give them some more real-time alerting. So actually, each of their drivers had an iPad with some, some insights um, that they could pull from some dashboards, and that let them be super proactive with the customer and, and we're seeing that they're just, they're getting, it's much stickier. They're having less churn. They're, they're able to drive growth. So all, all positive things came out of this initiative. I love it. I love that stuff. And I love, I love where all this technology is taking us and, and the thought leaders yourself included uh, getting involved with customers and helping them understand how important this is and what things to be looking at. So Jordan, uh, you know, we recently did a webinar on six steps of becoming a data-driven company. I, I would love to ask you a little bit about what we discussed there, what those six steps were. And then I also uh, know that we're offering a free consulting, um, I think it's 15-minute project where we where we review the data. Tell us a little bit about what we're providing for folks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me touch on the, the six steps real quick and yep. then I'm happy to follow up kind of with the offering. Um, but yeah, really the, the six steps to becoming data-driven is the framework that we've created um, after working with you know, dozens of companies. And it's really just a holistic approach on you know, how, do you, how do you go from this really chaotic, you know, I've got a bunch of data, I don't know what to do, to actually taking action. Um, and so I'll just walk through the steps real quick, but essentially it starts with you know, understanding the business, um, being able to align both your people, the processes and the technology you have. You have to know where the data that you have lives in your organization. And then you start to look at technology. So how do you connect the data, blend it? How do you get those insights through things like visualizations or KPIs? And then ultimately, how do you take effective action? Which I think you talked about earlier is you saw an insight on your Power BI dashboard and that meant you needed to hire somebody. And that's really where the magic of data happens is you get an insight and you take an action and it helps drive growth. And so what we're offering as part of this is, is we'll do a quick review of you know, where you're at on this six-step journey. So really quickly, within about 15 minutes, have a conversation. We can understand you know, what are the key business challenges you're having? Can we guide you on you know, where to start? And if you don't have time to talk to us, we also have a, a checklist that you can download and take. It's on the, the BrainCell website. Um, so it walks you through the checklist and kind of, you can kind of see, gauge yourself, you know, how far along are you and your organization on becoming data-driven. So a lot of really good information packed into a, a, a simple uh, checklist. So we'll make sure that folks know that they need to go to our website to find that resource tool. So if you don't want to have the conversation, which I encourage you to, because it really is a non-selling discussion. It's a discussion about data and then your choice, whether you think it's important to do something about your data. But the, uh, the, other, the other way to do that is to download this tool, which will give us a sense of where you're at. Is that right? Yep, does it does it score it out uh, where they're at? Is there a, you know red, yellow, green? Yeah, it's it's fairly introspective, so it really kind of just takes you through you know some of the key aspects of becoming data driven. But you, I think you'll pretty quickly tell if you if you're answering yes to most of the questions, you're probably on the right track. If you're answering no, you probably should have a conversation with us. You know. Good, good, glad to hear it. Do we have any? Um, and I think we do. So you know, I'm probably seeding you here. 
what's our special sauce tools that we have? Absolutely. So we've we've developed some different frameworks. So we have uh, there's a tool that we use called Interloop, which is actually a great platform for connecting data, gaining insights. We use other tools like ELT tools like Skyvia, uh, Fivetran, and then we also use data warehouses, so things like Redshift and Amazon Synapse. Um, so a lot of great technology we can pull together. And and Canada, we have deep expertise across the board. So when you get to that technology step, we we have the experts that can help you get there. Perfect. And do we, you have a, a group of data scientists too, that'll help with the data uh, manipulation and understanding what data? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah we get, we get very hands-on both from, you know, we set the strategy, but then we can help you execute as well, getting down to the nitty gritty of, of actually massaging and, and wrangling that data. So this has been a wonderful uh, chatting with you. And I want to let the folks know who are listening that try to go to the, or don't try, there is, there do or do not, Yoda. Um, go to the website, uh, pull down those tools, uh, you know, connect with us on having your free assessment and let's get you data driven because it's like being in the dark and trying to hit your target if you don't become data driven uh, or flying an airplane without any instruments likely to crash. So this is uh, very important to us. We really want to be connected with you, uh, each of you to see how you grow. Uh, we want to be a part of your journey. So uh, Jordan, any, um, and Jordan, by the way, is part of our data group. And this is a really important initiative to us. Uh, Jordan, any parting thoughts before we uh, close out today? Yeah, only final words would be that, you know, becoming data-driven is a journey. It's a process. Um, So the sooner you get started, the sooner you're going to see insights. So yeah, I I just urge people that, especially in today's climate, um, understanding your data is really key to both you know, growth and retention. So yeah, get started today. You know, and that was my experience too. <laughs> the first step is the hardest step. Mm-hmm. And that's number one, deciding what is what data is important to you. The, ne- the next step is where is the data, mm-hmm. right? And bringing it together. And then it's measuring the data. So the first step is the hardest. Once you start this journey, it will be a consistent journey. There's no one stopping point. You will become, I know this sounds weird, you're going to become super excited once you see some of the data and the insights that you get as we are. I mean, we get it and we go, oh my gosh, you know, we make a decision against the data and the risk now, it becomes very low on making those decisions, particularly where you're spending money and investing in a business. So uh, what I have noticed though, it's, it is a journey. We started with certain data, then we looked at it and said, perhaps we need other things. We add on to it. Some things go away because maybe they're not as important, but we have now uh, a consistent journey that we're constantly on looking at uh, continual improvement via data. So uh, this is the Growth Enablement Madness Podcast. I want to thank Jordan Barry for joining me today. My name is Jim Ward. I'm CEO of BrainCell. And please check us out. We want to understand how we can help your company become a better company by doing business with us. Thank you.